It's time to look ahead to Tuesday in the NBA. There are five games on. We're going to look at streaming options, injuries, and we're going to put Kevin Durant under the lens. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I used to sell socks to the Red Hot Chili Peppers. And I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com. And you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore B-Ball, on TikTok at RedRock underscore B-Ball, and on Instagram at Locked On Fantasy Basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free. We are available on all platforms. We are ready to go for thir- uh, not Thursday, for Tuesday. There are five games on. There are no back-to-backs Monday through Tuesday. Um, and then we've got the big, big boy uh, Wednesday with 14 games on in another uh, evidence. And that's the right word. Another example. Can't speak. All good. Uh, Another example of insane scheduling across the NBA. But let's have a look at where we're at currently with the five games on for Tuesday um, and what statuses we're paying attention to. Geez, this has not been a good start, has it? This will be better. Let's flick this one across. What we do know is that Markel Fultz is out for the Magic again. This is, uh, yeah, it's just taking a little bit of time um, here for old Fultz to, uh, to return. That is a worry. If you do need to move on, I get it. His upside's not high enough to deal with this bunch of uncertainty. And we just keep having occasional value for Cole Anthony. Uh, Anthony Black starts and does nothing. Jalen Suggs' value is relatively independent of Fultz, but yeah, he's obviously still a good option. They have ruled Christian Coloco out. Uh, so he is out for the Raptors. Don't care. Scoot Henderson, Malcolm Brogdon, and Anthony Simons will be out for the Blazers. Walker Kessler. We got an update on that today. He's out again, so we're looking at probably another week or so for Walker to return. Thad Young is doubtful with anyone as two. Again, not a part of the rotation. So otherwise, injury news, we're okay. But then we get to a bunch of questionables that are going to have an impact. And mainly in Cleveland. Donovan Mitchell, Isaac Okoro, Milk, Karis Levert, they're all questionable. And of course, if all those guys sit, then unknown player has to step up again. Craig Porter Jr., so he would be someone to watch. And I think even if Mitchell and Levert are out, we would look at we would look at Porter because they would need a ball handler. I think he's shown enough to be better than Ty Jerome. I think he's already doing that. But he would be an option. We just don't know with all of these injuries. I would expect that Okoro is out. I would expect that Mitchell is out. I would expect that Levert plays. But that is pure speculation at this point. Andrew Nembhard missed the last game for the Pacers with a back problem. If he is out, then TJ McConnell does rise into stream territory. Jared Vanderbilt Bar, are we getting close? Well, we are. We are getting close to his season debut. His return will impact Hachimura. It'll impact Prince. It'll impact Wood. It'll impact Reddish. It'll impact a bunch of different stuff. So we'll see when he returns, what happens there. When Yuta Watanabe is questionable. For the Suns, his presence or absence helps guys like Bates, Diop, but overall, these are very, very low-end um, sort of players. Nothing we need to be um, nothing we need to be too dialed in on, even though there's only five games on. So that's the injuries. It's a relatively short list. We don't have to worry about who's playing back-to-backs because 
Um, it literally every team is. So every Tuesday team is playing a back-to-back. They all play Wednesday. The only two teams that don't play on Wednesday are Detroit and New York, and neither of them play on Tuesday. So all 10 teams that play on Tuesday are on a first game of a back-to-back, and they will all play on Wednesday. So there's no point me telling you who's a good two-for-one. A, you can't stream on Wednesday. You're not going to use that guy. And B, it's literally every player that's available on Tuesday. Let's put Kevin Durant under the lens. He has been the number one player in fantasy over the last week. He's had the biggest rise or fall of any player over that last week that does play on Tuesday. So it is worth us discussing what is happening with Kevin Durant because there are numerous things that are interesting. Obviously, KD is awesome. He was picked towards the end of the first round, and he's been great. There are a number of things which I don't know if they're necessarily um, red flags, but they are, I don't know, amber Amber sort of signs, and let's go through them, because he's currently playing 37 minutes a night, and he's up to 39 minutes a night over the last six games. This is a guy that has had significant injury problems throughout every year, basically, since he broke his foot back in Oklahoma City all those years ago. He has been um, unbelievable, and his numbers this season are also unbelievable. For the year, 31, 7, and 5.5, and 1.2 blocks, true shooting of 65, 87 from the line, big attempts. He's been amazing. Over the last week, he is the number one player in category leagues, minus one rankings. He's the number two player in fantasy points. And Katie's not normally that good of a fantasy points guy. He's obviously awesome, but he's not like a top two, top three guy usually. 59.37 fantasy points over the last week. That's second. That's amazing. But there are a red flags here. 38 minutes a night over the last week. Double overtime last game bumps that up. Bradley Beal out is definitely helping. And as you see here, 8.3 assists per game from KD over the last week. Last season, 5. The year before, 6.4. The year before, 5.5. The 6.4 is sort of reasonable, I guess, with Beal out and this team not having a point guard. He's going to be able to get assists, but he's also still only at 5.5 for the season. And we have not had a game where both Beal and Booker play. So KD has been that second point guard in every single game this season. So he's had a real boost over the last three that has elevated those numbers, 10, 9, and 6 over the last three games. It is not a situation where it's just... a recent thing where Beal is out. Every game has had either Beal or Booker or neither, and none of them have had both. So he's always been at least that secondary guy, sometimes the primary player. But recently, it has had a big tick up, and we're not going to expect it to sit at that. He's also, he's a great shooter, KD. He's not this guy. He's at 63% from three over the last three games. He's at 60% from three over the last six games. He's shooting 49% from three from the season. And while we think of KD as a great shooter... He's never been knocking him in Luke Kennard sort of style. That's not true. He hit 45% from three uh, three years ago for the Nets, but 40 last season, 38 the year before. He's not a super, super high volume guy. He's just been knocking him down at an insane rate. So that's going to come down. The other thing is, this is the highest offensive load of KD's career. Highest. And that sounds outrageous, but it is. His load is 97th percentile giggity. It is, and what is offensive load? It's on craft at NBA. It's assists, it's box creation, it's field goal attempts, it's free throw attempts, it's turnovers. So it's basically, what are you doing? And what are you doing on the court? You are shooting, you're attempting free throws, you're turning the ball over, and box creation is passing in terms of 
um, creating open shots for teammates. That's what uh, box creation is. So it's a whole bunch of things. That, like how much are you involved in running the offense? And this is the most KD has ever been involved. His uh, offensive load metric, it sits at 54, which that number might not mean anything to you. But when you compare it to previous seasons, the best he's ever been before that was 53.6 back in 2014. So it's not like it's um, significantly higher, but this man is old and he is fragile in terms of the body and the injuries and he is taking on so much responsibility and he's turning increased responsibility into elite efficiency which is great for now we can celebrate it but it's going to cool it is going to, you don't do need to do anything with it you just need to be prepared mentally if someone wanted to give me Shea or or Jokic or Halliburton in exchange for Durant I would do it otherwise you enjoy it understanding that it is going to come down. That is just what is going to happen with KD over the coming weeks. But it's been an awesome stretch from him. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. The NBA season is here and we are tipping off. We are swishing. We are slam dunk alley-ooping all of our betting action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's $150 if you bet against the Detroit Pistons. Not really, but if that team wins against the Detroit Pistons, you get $150 in bonus bets. So if you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's never been a better time to get in on the action. It's easy to use, the app is. There's a wide range of betting options, spreads, player props, over-unders, futures, parlays. It's all there over on FanDuel. So go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and tip off the NBA season. FanDuel, they're also an official partner of something called the NFL. And don't forget to gamble responsibly. So let's let's look now that we've uh, under the lens to KD. Let's stream of the day for November the 21st, Tuesday. For 10-team leagues, we're looking... Remember, this is a cascading thing. So we're looking at the top of that list and prioritizing down with certain cutoffs for certain situations. Skylar Mays still is available, you know, 50% of leagues. You still want to roll with him, obviously. Keontae George looks pretty good in 12-team formats. Um, love the assists. The shooting's up and down, but the consistent assists are great. Last game, he did see fewer minutes in regulation because Taylor Horton Tucker got hot, but George played all of the overtime. That is key as well. For 14-teamers, it is Nico Batum. He's available everywhere. He is going to be up and down in terms of scoring, but rebounds, assists, blocks, steals, you can get those. And in 14-teamers, I don't mind that, especially as a starter. And then the same thing goes for 16-teamers with Matisse Thibel, who's available in a lot of spots also. I would prioritize Batum over Thibel because Thibel's minutes and the fact that they got to get their ass kicked most likely by the Suns and he might play 15 minutes and not at all in the final uh, quarter. But he can obviously bring three steals, three blocks, and maybe hit three threes on, on the off chance as well. So he's got value there for 16-teamers. For Yahoo Points League, I'm looking at Keontae George and for ESPN points leagues I think George would be an option there too um, but I'm going to go with Eric Gordon as my ESPN points league stream of the day so let's look at the games what is on my radar for the first one of these games it is Toronto and Orlando I want to watch Pascal Shaquem because Siakam's numbers have been very up and down we know this and we've seen games where he gets his 27 usage and it looks all right and then the games where he has 21 usage and it looks putrid so am I watching Siakam? Yes. But I'm also watching to see how the Siakam-Barnes interplay goes. Because it's been... I don't even know if we've seen it once where both of them have had 26-plus usage. It's like one gets 21, the other gets 26. And it goes back and forth. And that's dicking both of them around. Can they work both high usage? It, it can work. There's many teams that run players... Look at Dallas with Kyrie and Luka. They both run 30-plus usage. It can work. But it hasn't in Toronto. So we want to watch that. 
For the Magic, I do want to watch John Isaac. Minutes were low last game, but that was a massive blowout, so he didn't get to close the game and get to his 18, 19 minutes. 19-minute John Isaac probably is 12-team league. 24-minute John Isaac is definitely 12-team league. 14-minute John Isaac is not. Now, he had been trending up. He'd played in back-to-backs. He's getting a lot of steals and blocks. Let's watch how he gets utilized here. And then for streamers, we are looking for Gaz Trent, who will come off the bench again for Toronto. He can hit threes, he can get points, but he's not more than a streamer. While for the Magic, we are going to look at Goga Badadze, but we could also look at Cole Anthony. We could also look at Mo Wagner. And then for deeper leagues, deeper, deeper leagues, we could look to Anthony Black. They are still chock full of stream options. Even Gaza Harris, he is uh, knocking down a lot of threes and getting some strong uh, minutes at the moment with Marco Fultz sideline. So there's quite a few streaming options on the Orlando side of that one. Cleveland and Philadelphia, what is on my radar for that game? I do want to watch Jarrett Allen. He still hasn't wowed me. He still seems to be on some sort of a minutes limit. Um, So I guess the buy-low window for him is a little bit open. We are going to do a buy-low sell-high show tomorrow, but the buy-low window is a little bit open here still for Jarrett Allen. So you can have a crack there, and we'll want to see what he does. And then D'Anthony Melton, last few games have been awesome. He is not going to shoot like this, much like he was never going to shoot like as poorly as he was to begin the season. He's not going to keep going at 70%, like he's been roughly over the last couple of games. What we look for is stability in minutes and usage and defensive stats, and they have all been pretty good. And as you're well aware, he remains a 12-team must-roster player. In terms of streams, well, it is Craig Porter Jr., maybe, in Cleveland. It's going to take a few guys to be out. But if they're healthy, there's no one who's of any interest at all. I'm not interested in Dean Wade or George Niang, really. Maybe it would be a Coro if he's available. But with Mitchell and Levert, if they're out and there's a bunch of players out, so then Craig Porter's going to be in the mix for us. For the Sixers, it is Batum. Otherwise, we can look at Covington or maybe even the package, Jaden Springer, who put up... Um, Really strong minutes the last couple of games, and that's interesting enough for us for deeper leagues to pay some attention. In terms of the next one, it is the Indiana Pacers and the Atlanta Hawks. What is on my radar here? Well, it is Timothy John McConnell, because has he taken back the role over Andrew Nembhard? Is it only back injury that's keeping Nembhard ahead of McConnell or keeping uh, keeping him out of that mix? Because if Nembhard's healthy, does he get all the minutes and TJ doesn't? I don't know. There's this big song and dance in like week two of like, oh, I had tears in my eyes when I spoke to TJ and told him he wasn't in the rotation. And then the man's would be in the rotation every night. So I don't know what's going on with this team and how they decide their rotations. But we want to watch. Where does TJ fit? 18-minute TJ McConnell is a 14-team league option. Zero minutes is not. So we want to see how that plays out. For the Sun, uh, not the Sun, sorry, for the Hawks. And Yekro Kongwu. This still is a lot of people who are just like, man, I just can't be injured. I'm not interested. He's, he's shit. As a backup, he's useless. I can't hold him. And in points leagues, I agree. You don't roster him in points leagues for 12 teams. In category leagues, you do. He's still providing some blocks, which will go up, some solid rebounds, some good field goals, some good free throws. It's good enough. Yes, he doesn't score. We don't play a one-category league. We play a nine-category league. And usually, unless you are playing a one-category league in that sense, I'm sorry. That's how fantasy basketball started, I believe. Just one category. Who scores the most points? What a weird league that would have been. Um, But... Okongwu still remains a 12-team category guy to me. But let's see how they utilize his minutes. Or is he just going to be stuck in 21-minute purgatory and never play again next to Clint Capella after that second game of the season? In terms of streams, Sticks, Jalen Smith has been pretty good. He's returning from his head injury, so he's worth a look. And then on the Hawks side, there are a lot of them. And they've got a great schedule here because they do play Tuesday and then Saturday, Sunday. So we are looking for the depressed penis, Sadiq Bay. We are looking at DeAndre Hunter as good stream options there to play the Tuesday, then the Saturday, Sunday. Good options, widely available. Very, very interesting stream options for us. The next game is the Portland Trailblazers and the Phoenix Suns. 
I want to watch Shaden Sharp because he is struggling. He is exhausted. His minutes are well down the last two games because he's been playing 40 a night, and he is just not posting good production. You still have to roster him, but as I will continue to say, I am not convinced it sticks all season. But let's see. Can he work through some of this fatigue? Can he start to do a little bit more with the extra minutes he's getting? Because it hasn't been that way. I would love to say I want to watch Jeremy Grant, but... I've got an appointment that day to stick toothpicks in my eyes, so I'm not going to be able to make it to watch Jeremy Grant, sorry to say. For the Suns, I do want to see Yusuf Nurkic, who's recently has pushed up into higher minutes and sort of neutralizing a little bit of Drew Eubanks. Is Nurkic a 30-minute-a-night guy or is he a 26-minute-a-night player? 30-minute Jukic. 30-minute Nurkic is like a top 70 player. 26 is a top 110 player. It is a big difference. So let's see how they use him. Let's see if the worst finishing center in the NBA can do something to improve that. In terms of streams, we are looking at Matisse Thibel there in Portland. You could look at Jabari Walker, who's had some interesting games in in, uh, in a role there, and uh, Tamani Kamara, their deeper league ones, though. Well, for the Suns, Eric Gordon, I think he's 12-team worthy, so so is Grayson Allen. It was actually a good game from Gordon last ga- last time out. It was double overtime, but even his regular uh, regulation game was all right, but that probably means that it's Allen's turn to have a big game. They're both going to start. They're both going to be useful, I believe, um, for us to take a look at in terms of um, in terms of streaming value. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. It's also the easiest and the most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. It's you and numbers. It's not salary caps. It's not thousands of people that include pros and sharks. It's not algorithms and complex formulas. It's just player numbers. And they put them up there and you say more or less. And... You choose between two to six of them, and you can win up to 25 times your money back on your entry. You can test your skills on Price Pick all the way through the basketball season, and you can have the skills. If you've got those skills, you can turn 10 bucks into $250 with just a few taps. It's easy, it's simple, and it's fast. You can get your entries in in under 60 seconds. So go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code, all lowercase, LockedOnNBA, for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The promo code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepicks is daily fantasy made easy. We've got one game to look at what is on my radar, and that is the Utah Jasmine against the Lakers in Los Angeles. I want to watch Larry Markin and not to determine whether he's good or not, because he is. But his defensive stat numbers are through the roof. Is this real? Because his defensive stat numbers last season were bad. But if he's going to be putting up you know, a steal plus, a block plus, that's amazing. We really do need to see how that looks. Is that fluky? How does it all shake out for him defensively? Because he has had some okay, I won't say they're great, but some okay block moments in previous seasons. But with his offensive load as high as it was last season, it fell away. Let's see where it goes. And for the Lakers, it's Cam Reddish. It's more to see the minutes they use him, because I know when he's out there, he has a chance to get two to three steals every night if he plays 30 plus minutes, and I believe he will. But say they do bring back Jared Vanderbilt Bar. Where does Reddish fit? Is he still going to be a 30 plus minute? Are they going to limit Austin Reeves to 20? Which seems literally insane. But that's what they're doing. And 30 minutes of Reddish is enough for 12 teams. Four steals. That's what he brings. The other stuff, fluky all over the place. He might have seven usage and eight points on 30% shooting. But he might bring four steals. And that has value for people. Um, in terms of streaming, well, it is Keontae George there. I don't really think should be available as much as he is. Yes, there are shit nights shooting. I know this. 
but the assists are super valuable, and I think the shooting will come up, and I don't think the assists will come down. And Reddish is the stream option we're looking at with the Lakers. In terms of back-to-backs, everyone plays. I'm not going to tell you who to stream in, but what I am going to look at is chunks. So we're going to go the next five days. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. Can't stream Wednesday. Can't stream Thursday. Friday, there's 10 games. I'm not going to count that as a streamer. So what we're going to look at is who is a Tuesday and Saturday option for us to take a look at. And there are some names here. We're looking at jazz players. Kelly Linick and Keontae George and Colin Sexton pop up on that list. And they all can be streamed to minimize your waiver moves. Now, with so many unstreamable days this week, you might not be in a position where you need to conserve waiver moves. But I'd still suggest that it's something you can do because having an extra waiver move up your sleeve, if some catastrophic injury, knock on wood, doesn't ha- uh, happens. And you go, oh, I can't add the guy because I'm out of waiver moves, right? That is something I hear all the time. Love to add him, lost all my moves, right? So ha- keeping or maximizing games through some of this schedule manipulation so you can hold a waiver move in case something flares up on Saturday or Sunday is often a pretty good strategy. So we've got the Jazz guys. We've got the Sixers. So Nick Batum is in that mix there. Rob Covington, maybe not, probably less so. And then it's the Atlanta Hawks who do have the best schedule running here. So we've got Sadiq Bay and DeAndre Hunter, but they play Tuesday, Saturday, Sunday. So they've got that extra game on the weekend. So they're your three options mainly. It is Bay, it is Hunter. Well, not three, they're two. Uh, Bay and Hunter are those two guys that you really do want to have a look at there, of course, ex- assuming that Kongwu and Bogdanovich um, are already rostered because they're the four bench uh, bench players. Well, not a four. Where's Matthew sometimes gets some of those bench minutes? Because we know that DeAndre Hunter is actually a, a starter somehow on this team. That will bring us into the streamers for Tuesday. Who are my 10-team streamers? My six guys there. We're looking at Skylar Mays. Keontae George, Nick Batum. That one's not for points, obviously, defensive stats. Um, Eric Gordon, Jalen Suggsy Suggs, and Goga Badadze are 10-team options. For 12s, we can look at Batum. We look at Eric Gordon, Badadze, Grayson Allen, Sadiq Bey, Matisse Thibel. I'm using a 40% rostered cutoff there for that one. And then for deeper leagues, we're looking at Batum, Thibel, Drew Eubanks, Jalen Smith, Aaron Neesmith, although Neesmith may pop up in the injury report. Watch that one. Uh, and if so, that would mean Jordan Wara jumps into that spot. And then Bob Covington also is worth a look. And lastly, we're going to look at points league streaming for Tuesday. We've got Skylar Mays, Keontae George, Eric Gordon, Goga Badadze, Sadiq Bay, and Flaming Mo Wagner. That is the end of this Look Ahead show. Follow this podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app and on YouTube. Thumb it up and leave your comments down below. Straight after this, Locked On Sports Today, 24-7 live streaming channel on YouTube covering all sorts of sports across all of our podcasts and local experts looking at stuff, your team, every day. We are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.